It's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking. She said what? I think I got it figured out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the light. Hey, pretties. It's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Hey, Chrissy. Hey, Heather. How's it going? It is terrific. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm switching up the attitude. Excellent. Um... I had an experience this weekend that I, um, I while it was happening, I realized that I should never have started and that I was in over my head and that there was going to be, there was going to need to be professional intervention to, to fix well, I what I had done. I can't wait to hear this. I cut my kid's hair. Oh, it's not good, oh, Heather. It's not oh. good. It it's not good. It and um, I cut it, and and it was kind of like right before bed, and mm-hmm. and then he went to bed, and then he woke up in the morning, and I had forgotten that I did it, <laughs> and I walked into the living room, and I was like, whoa, what <laughs> happened here? Who did this to my child? But like, I I kind of like veiled my shock I just was like whoa okay that happened and then I just like went into the kitchen to get my coffee and and Robbie was in there I was like hey that looks bad (laughs) he's like yeah that looks really bad (laughs) so um might I recommend um a professional Mm -hmm. to cut your kid's hair I truly did not think it was going to be that hard and it was horrible it was horrible and I was able to fix it a little bit Mm mm-hmm um, but I also texted our our um, our hair cutting lady and and said you have job security. Here's the situation at my house. So you may remember that I cut my kids' hair a while back, uh-huh. and it went actually quite well. And I only did around his ears and like his neckline, mm-hmm. and letting the rest just grow out mm-hmm. wild and crazy. So now a lot of time has passed since that haircut. Like easy six weeks. Maybe eight weeks. I don't know. Like it was, it was a while back. You know, um, March, April. I don't know what it is now. Is it June? Is it June now? Yeah, it yeah. is. So it was. You know, it was. Um, it was a long time ago. Yeah. And so now it's really, really long. Mm. And I don't think I can just do around the ears and the neck again because now it's grown to a point like where it needs real intervention, right? You know, like actual intervention. And it's a. Uh, I was watching him come up out of the pool yesterday, and I was like, "I think his hair's longer than mine." <laughs> like, I mean, we're getting we're getting pretty serious. Um, I mean, luckily, my daughter's hair is very easy. It's a straight line across the bottom. That's oh, it. you know, no. straight line across the bottom. Um, I cut all three of our hair. I did an exceptional job. I was very proud of myself. But my son, now we're into a dire need situation. Yeah, it's out of your skill set. Mm, well outside my skill set. I went and got my hair cut. I went to get my hair cut. Now, I just go to the barbershop because I have easy hair. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't get I'm not high maintenance about my hair. 
Um, but I could not get him to come with me. And so I was like, no big deal. I can just, I can trim it up. And, um, I, it, it like, it, it changed the whole texture of his hair. I don't know what I did. I don't know how I could have screwed this up so bad, but it is really bad. You know what I think is funny, um, about myself right now is like a hairdresser seems like that seems too high risk for me like and it's funny like I think that people kind of think that I've been out a lot uh-huh. you know because I've been at the beach I've yeah. been at the swimming pool mm-hmm. and I I have I've been outside doing activities a mm-hmm. lot but I haven't really been in any situations other than the grocery store yeah where like people are wearing masks and stuff I'm still doing my like even if I'm going to a restaurant I'm sitting outside right I haven't done any indoor activities and I don't feel comfortable reintroducing a haircut yet like for all of the things that I will go do yeah there are certain things that I'm still I will I don't want to eat indoors at a restaurant and I don't want to get a haircut and I don't want to I haven't been to the nail salon even though I'm allowed you know like yeah I the haircut was the closest contact that I've had with another person um, and you know, there were masks all around and, and I, I called and asked, you know, what's the, what's the system? And I felt, I felt okay about it, but I was nervous and, and it really did feel strange. And, um, you know, I've gone to a couple of stores, but I haven't been close to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was odd to feel that way. Um, but I also felt like, I know I know her really well and I I know her protocol and and I felt okay about it but I I respected that my kids didn't want to go. I I think that for me it's less about like fear of getting sick or of spreading sickness than I don't like to go into a situation where I don't know what the protocol is or like like I I tried to walk into a Starbucks like a week or two ago and they had like tables barricading it, right. and, like, and I it was obvious that I did something wrong. And I don't like that. I don't like yeah. like not knowing the procedure or like feeling like a criminal because I went and did a thing. Yeah, you know, like so. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna get like my dentist sent me a thing and said you can come back. And I, I've been saying this entire time that I think that dental health is very super important and that I think that it leads to so much sickness. You know, if you're not taking care of your teeth, but I haven't booked a dentist appointment. I just, I don't know. I, yeah. There, there are some things that still feel weird. I know. And it's weird how indiscriminate it is. Like, yeah. you know, I'm like, if I'm outside. I know. I'm we okay. have these, we've, we create these arbitrary conditions. Our own rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, well, so I, I can definitely tell you that there will not be any more homemade <laughs> haircuts um, at my house. Got it. Um, but I can recommend something that um, I recently discovered that I think is going to make summer at my house um, more fun than I thought it was going to be. Okay. I want something fun. Now here's part of the show where Chrissy and Heather tell us what to do. Well, might I recommend... I started seeing ads for this company on Facebook when the homeschooling, the quarantine schooling started to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And so many parents were looking for ways to engage their kids in, in something other than um, just like mindless TV watching. And, um, and I finally, I did not click on the Facebook ad because I'm afraid of clicking on Facebook ads, but <laughs> I went to the actual company's website. It's called OutSchool. Outschool. Outschool.com. And it is a an online 
learning company for kids and they have classes that would kind of be in the category of electives okay you know like I think that it's something that homeschooling moms probably use a lot, and but you can also do it for just enrichment and and hobby kind mm-hmm. of thing. So anyway, I it's have a way to keep Fusilini Towers open exactly in the summer. That's, that it. is what mm-hmm. Fusilini Towers is going to be doing the, mm-hmm. the summer. Um, so I've signed up my my little one. He is going to be doing a writing class. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an hour a week, mm-hmm. um, and then one that's engineering. And then he and some of his friends all signed up for the same, like, activity, like, exercise kind of class. Um, and I I have found that there are so many options and um, classes that I want to take that I'm, like, now I'm, like, an ambassador for this company. And I'm telling everybody, oh, you, I thought your kid would really like this and your kid would Do really like that. Do you think that they would like to sponsor this show? <laughs> Can someone call them and ask them immediately, please? Well, you know, I when I looked them up to see if they were a legit company and, like, what is this, I came across a blog that was written by a woman who calls herself, I think, middle school mom. And she... It was like a homeschooling mom, and then she also had kids in traditional school, and she um, was a teacher. And then she was talking about her experience with the company and that she really liked it, and she ended up being a teacher for them. And so I felt like that was a pretty credible recommendation. So we start this week, and Mm -hmm. I will let you know the next time we're together what I think about the classes. Please do. It sounds exciting. I can't get into any of the, like, Zoom-based stuff. I... I mean, my kids skipped awards banquets. We we have not done any of it. I can't I can't make it my vibe. I don't like it and it makes me mad. It just makes me <laughs> mad. It's like I can't do the things I want to do and this is a crap substitute. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I feel like, well, you know, it's this is something that I think is going to be creative and it's going to be fun. And if we don't like it, then we don't have to sign up for any more of them. Right. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see what the reaction is um, and, and whether he enjoys the, the, the well, classes. I hope he does. I hope it inspires him to do more creative stuff on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. I will report back. Yes. Okay. So now I want to just jump right into the grab bag. What? What did they come up with now? <laughs> Let's see what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. I came across this story when I was looking for something else. And I could not believe what I was reading. I thought, this is clickbait. This couldn't possibly be what the headline is leading me to believe that it is. Okay. But I want to tell you, I'm going to read from this this article. And and I'm, I'm curious to know... What you think about this from a few different perspectives. Okay. okay? okay. So as a, um, a what's the organization called that is the baby fostering that you volunteer for? Oh, CBC Big Bend? Yes. Uh, um, when you have oh, the cradle, ba- care? cradle care. Uh-huh. So from, a, from an autism expert professional, mm-hmm. behavior analyst, mm-hmm. from a foster care participant Mm -hmm. and as a human okay okay a youtuber with hundreds of thousands of followers who has shared her family's experience of adopting a toddler from china announced on tuesday that she and her husband had permanently placed the child with another family after unspecified behavior issues wow 
The announcement has caused a firestorm on social media and within the creator and influencer communities. Many are questioning the ethics of her. The woman's name is Micah Stauffer. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. Because she has spent years sharing intimate details of her son's life on a monetized channel. So she is an she is a social media influencer mm-hmm. who has made money from sharing the international adoption, the story of her family's international adoption of this baby, mm-hmm. who is now about five years old. Okay. And it, it, as I continue, I read this story and I thought the headline that I wrote, that I read, blew my mind. It said, influencer parents just rehomed their adopted son. And I thought, well, that seems pretty sensational. So clearly it couldn't possibly be that simple. And then I continued to read. She produced 27 videos about their adoption journey, including a 13-part series of adoption updates. She answered questions about the process of international adoptions and how the emotions that she felt. In some videos, she plugged a fundraiser she had organized. Um, She said every person who donated $5 would unlock a different piece of a 1,000-piece puzzle and at the end it would be a photo of him that she would reveal um she had sponsored videos meaning that she made money Mm -hmm. from the videos um to raise money towards the adoption fees um writing in the captions profits go towards bringing our son home from china um and then she learned that um they were told by the adoption agency that the baby had brain damage and that they were not, they had not considered a special needs adoption. But after prayer and consideration, they decided they were up for the challenge. Okay. Well, time passed, and some people started to notice that she went silent on updates hmm. and started digging and asking, where is he? What's the latest news? And then we get the tearful video saying we've chosen to turn him over to another family. Wow. Now, the diagnosis was autism. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a lot of questions. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of mama bear. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of judgment. Mm Mm-hmm. The the original article that I wrote was written on a website that was that is gained, aimed towards fathers. So this was written from a father's perspective, mm-hmm. and his basic response was, "What the hell? Right. <laughs> like you you can't just do that." Well, I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, I have thoughts as a behavior analyst. I have thoughts as a mother. I have thoughts as a podcaster. Um, yeah. What else did you ask me? Thoughts? Oh, as a foster. As a yeah. Participant. Um, okay. I want to start with my thoughts as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. I feel like we go out of our way and maybe ruin John's life sometimes in the process <laughs> to try to protect our children. Yeah. And our families, you know, your husband and you know, men that I date and whatnot against because I like to be public about what I'm doing doesn't mean that my children have made that choice. Their lives are not our toy. 
And yeah, and I mean, sometimes we tell stories about them, and sometimes we, you know, um, include them in things that we do for the show. But I think we're very, very careful about that. Yeah. And we're very, very careful to keep the focus on us and our feelings and not divulge, hopefully, too much about them. I think we're very cautious of this as writers, too. At least I am, like, because I write about personal experience a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about where this even started from. You know what I mean? That that she was making this big production and profiting off of, you know. I understand sharing your experience. That's what we do. That's what we're sitting here doing right now. But I don't know. That's that's a bit much with the puzzle piece with the face and the whatnot. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, one of my questions that I have for you is, does it matter that she earned money from sharing this story i don't know if it matters that she earned money it matters that she exploited his kid yeah you know he didn't have a choice as to whether he became a a a, an accidental celebrity an indirect celebrity of now he has this on him as i'm the one who the lady adopted and gave gave back Mm -hmm. yeah and I don't want that attention. As so, thinking of it as a um, cradle care parent and as a friend of people who have been adopted um, or who have adopted children, and somebody who worked in that system too. Um, there was a period of time where I worked in foster care and I did licensing, and you know, I did home studies for adoptions and things like that. You know, a million years ago when I was very young. But I always kind of felt like once you adopt a child, it's just like your biological child. You can't, you're like, you can't decide. You don't get a do-over. Yeah, you can't say, well, I, I don't really want this one. You know, like you you adopted this child. This is this is your child. Um, I mean, it poses a different question. If you have a child with extremely severe special needs, what do you do with them? I think that there are people who have extremely, extremely difficult children. Um, I had a woman who, years ago, um, her daughter came to uh, one of my clinics uh, for several years and uh, then kind of aged out and they went on. And I, the, the daughter was adopted. Um, and I believe that what happened three or four years after they left our treatment was that the daughter broke her mother's back. Like, I mean, it was, the daughter had very, very volatile um, issues. Like she, she was a very tough kid. She was a very tough kid when she was small. And I can't imagine how hard it was when she got bigger. And, you know, at that point they ended up having to put her into residential treatment and Mm -hmm. having to like, so there are things that have to happen sometimes but when you adopt a child, that becomes your burden. That becomes you have to figure out how to pay for that, and you have to figure out how to, you know, get access to the services that this child needs because this is your child, and you chose this child. And so I, rehoming, I think, is, I, I mean, I have a problem with that. Yeah, I, um, 
I, uh, after reading a lot of stuff about it, I thought, okay, I got to hear her side of this. Like, mm-hmm. what is her explanation? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course, it's, um, you know, she and her husband are saying, you know, this is, we've agonized over this. You don't understand our pain and, you know, all of the things that you would expect for them to of say course. about that. And probably truly feel. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I can't imagine being blasé about a decision right. like that, mm-hmm. although I, I've been surprised in the past. And then I also read that an, another, um, there are some people who support their decision and, and say, hey, you know, I, you know, I have a foster child that I, that is in my care who I have special skills that I'm able to provide to the child that they didn't have. And the child is better off in a home where they're going to have access to the care that they need. But I kind of feel like y'all, I mean, it seems like adopting my, my friends who have tried to adopt, that is not an easy process. It seems like we should would have talked about this. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I do understand like, see foster, feels a little different and I feel terrible every single time that I say no and I say no all the time to kids without special needs to kids to you know they'll call me and say we have a five-year-old and a 10-year-old you know sibling set of little boys will you take them and I say no I say no every time because I can't do it it doesn't fit in my life all I have available is a crib all I have available is a short-term placement for somebody who basically can't walk yet. You know, like that is the only thing that I can help with right. at this point. And, but I feel terrible when I know that those siblings, because I don't take them, might get broken up, you know. And um, so, so yeah, I mean, you want the child to go to the place that's going to be right for them. But, you know. I think that the the part of this story that hits so hard is that there is the impression that the story, the um, the adoption was really part of building a YouTube brand mm-hmm. and a lifestyle brand. Yeah, and that's terrible. And if, that if once, that's the case, that's that's yeah. garbage. Yeah. So I wondered, are we being judgmental about a private decision that is none of our business? I don't know. If you put yourself on YouTube... Does I mean, it cease to be private at that point? Kind of. Uh, yeah. People can come out and judge us, Heather, for what we're saying right now. Sure. People can come out and say, guess what? Chrissy and Heather talked about this, and they're a bunch of assholes because they feel this way. And then we either have to defend what we said, or we have to say, you know what? My opinion has since changed. And if our opinion has since changed on something, then people get to go, well, it's just a bunch of bullshit. They only changed it because, you know, we gave them a hard time. Or you know, So... Yeah, if you put yourself out there in a public venue, you put yourself out there to the possibility that people are going to talk about it. Good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. Yeah. At what point is there grace for everybody makes a mistake? Where does that end? Does it end with a five-year-old child? when it when it affects another human being i mean that's look at our legal system right mm-hmm. you know like i can make a mistake and run somebody over with my car and i didn't mean to and i'm still gonna get in trouble for that and i'm still gonna get judged for that and i'm still gonna end up you know quote paying for that 
more than just the emotional tax and toll that it would take on me because I've affected another human being. Yeah, I was talking about this with my running friends this morning, and um, and, and I asked that question, like, okay, so at what point is it, like, how far are we able to say, well, everybody makes a mistake, you know, it's, they made a mistake, and, and, and they, they decided they wanted to, to not go any further with it. And one of my friends, she said it, you know, the, the most simply, she's like, that's a pretty big mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of decisions that you make mm-hmm. heading up to that final coming home day. And that's that's a that's a pretty big mistake. I mean, if this would have been their biological child, they wouldn't have had an uh, it, it is kind of surprising to me that they had an option to well, rehome or give them back. I, I, how did they get that option? Most people like once an adoption's final, that's your baby now. I read about this I because I had the same question. Like, you can't just bring your baby to somebody else and say, I don't want this one anymore. You can have him. It's not it's not a pet. You know, it's right. not like like I think about people sometimes who will adopt a, a pet and then it's not a good fit for the family. And so they need to find another home for the pet. Mm-hmm. And and it seemed like, OK, well, you can't do that with people like mm-hmm. you can do that with a dog, but you right. can't do that with a person. Um, so I did a little bit of, of research, and it, and it turns out that there are there is the option when you're in the adoption process of dissolving or disrupting. This is when an adoption is canceled before the child is legally adopted. And this is rare, but it does happen. According to the State Department, in 2019, eight adoptions out of 2,971 international adoptions were disrupted. So Mm -hmm. a very, very small percentage. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's different things that can happen. But apparently you you have this option. And and from what I was able to find, and our our readers may, if you have subject matter um, expertise in this and can let us know, please do. Because it looks like it's not illegal to do a private adoption with another family mm-hmm. and and just make an arrangement. Right. Which sounds like it should be illegal. Because that's a human life. I don't know. You can leave a baby at a fire station. Yeah, I guess so. That's a thing that can happen. I think that the the money thing does... I don't care that she made money, but I think that money could perhaps sway her... Maybe that's why she went through with it in the first place. We didn't want a special needs adoption, but we're knee deep in these videos and, you know, saying we're going to adopt a kid. And, okay, okay, so we prayed on it, so we're going we're gonna to do it anyway. Like, I wonder if she felt like she couldn't say no because of the, of the money play. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that is a problem if it messed up the whole system that maybe the child should have never made its way to her in the first place. Well, some of the brands that have um, sponsored her have released her from their agreements. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, and looking at um, Cosmo- Cosmopolitan Magazine, they have an article um, that looks like Chili's, Big Lots, Suave, 
um, other companies that have had arrangements and agreements with her because um, she's been like an influencer mm-hmm. are issuing statements. So it's it's going to be an interesting thing to follow and to see um, what happens. I saw a, a similar article. It was a woman. I mean, it had nothing to do with human life, so it made it less, um, you know, impactful. But it was about a woman who um, she was big, big, big in the wedding industry. And like her own wedding was, you know, a big, a big to do and a big, you know, like people bought these dress. She was a dressmaker, I believe. And these people bought these dresses from her because she was doing a different kind of wedding for a different kind of couple and a different kind of pairing. And then she got divorced and she had gone silent for a while. And then she came out and she was like, hey, I'm divorced now. And like all of her followers who were following her for all this wedding content and all this, you know, like true love prevails, you know, whatever. Then it suddenly was a was a was a big big mess, and she ended up with like a few years off and not working. And then she started to like rebuild the brand as a like a divorcee and <laughs> so like and like a different. It was really interesting. I'll see if I can find that for you, just because it was it was weird. Like and. That's the thing when we put our personal lives out there for public consumption, it doesn't always follow the script of where you thought maybe it was going to go. Right. I don't know if there's a lesson in all of this. I just wanted to to know what you thought about it. It's interesting. It's, I appreciate yeah. that you brought it. And I appreciate that you brought something to us today that isn't the mainstream news <laughs> of just what's happening. Like I like that we got to dig into something fun and different. I appreciate that, Heather. I tried to think about whether there would be any homework for this episode. You know, we like to give everybody kind of something to think about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's enough to think about. I, there's enough to think about, guys. Although I would be interested to know what you think. So, you know, let us know um, whether or not, you know, one thing that I'm curious about is whether or not you would make purchasing decisions based on whether or not a company is working with a person who whose ethical choices you have a problem with. Oh, I like that question. You know, because That's a good homework. Yeah, some people um, have posted in this Cosmo article where they immediately get in touch with the companies that that represent she represents for and say end your partnership with this person or, you know, we're no longer or I'm not going to come to Chili's anymore. Right, yeah. Interesting. And so, I'm curious to know you know, whether, how much that plays into your, your yeah, commerce your consumer decisions. behavior. Yeah. But I just thought it was a gripping story. Definitely is really interesting. And it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. And I'm happy that he is with a family that, that seems to be prepared it seems and welcoming. Right and one, yeah. and, and, and mm-hmm. it sounds like he ended up in the right family, but well, and um, as crazy a crazy story, as a person who works with children with autism, we have to be very, very concerned with their privacy. And honestly, even knowing that a child has a diagnosis, it, you know, like as a professional, I could never tell you, you know, like, oh, I met this kid, you know, they have an autism diagnosis, you know. So I don't, I think that this child is probably better off with someone who can respect his differences and somebody who can respect his privacy and I don't know maybe maybe it all worked out for the best but I that what what a story wow what a story mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so um I guess okay well I have some homework that isn't really related to um to that story 
Don't forget your homework. I'll just remind everybody that it's important to take your children to a professional to have their hair cut. <laughs> um, that it's important to make sure that you are totally on board for 100% of anything that could happen when you adopt a baby. <laughs> right. Just like if you give birth to one. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to f- come back and let you guys know how things go with um, out school. All right. Yeah. So until next time. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.